It is impossible, and I mean impossible, to build or scale your business without these two major keys to a sustainable business. And in today's episode, I break it down on a level in which I never have. And you know what? I am going to open loop you here. It's not clickbaity. It's listen bait because it's so good for you. But I break down the exact step-by-step process on how to build and scale your business with two of those required things. And one of them is simplicity. And I take you through my processes, my mistakes, my wins, and exactly how I do it with you and with other companies so that you can have every single thing you need to win at the game of life and business. And so I'm going to leave it at that because I'm super excited. And I probably referenced three movies that absolutely date me when it comes to my age. And I want to know if you love the movies too. So the first opening of the episode gives away one of my favorite movies as a kid. But if you know what it is, I want you to send me a message, tweet it at me, find me, send it in the Facebook group but I'll see if you can catch it. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Turn up your volume. It's podcast time. And that was probably the cheesiest way that I could start an episode. But today, today we are going to be talking about the two keys to scaling a business. And it is literally impossible to scale your business without these two major keys that make it scalable, sustainable, and simple for the triple S method just I made up. Here we go. Ready? So simple, sustainable, and scalable. I'm actually really excited about this episode and I'm sitting here recording this live in my office. If you're listening to this or if you're watching the video, you can see me staring at my iPad and I have some notes here to talk about with this because, you know, for me, when I think about the last 11 years of my entrepreneurial journey, I mean, really like my whole life has been entrepreneurial. Let's let's okay. I should probably stop lying to myself. Okay. So I got my first job and I was 12. So, you know, I lived in Massachusetts when I grew up and I was in a situation where there wasn't much provided for me. And some of you know my story, some of you know my backstory. And so basically from a very young age, if I wanted anything, if I needed anything, I had to create it on my own or find it. Um, there were points in my life where I stole it and things like that. And, and when you're living in a face, not you, when I was living in this space of survival as a child... Really, every single thing in my day, every single thing in my life was designed to do one thing and to help me basically meet my Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food, water, shelter, and safety. And um, I always had water, uh, food, not so much, uh, shelter, not so much, and safety, not so much. And so I went through a lot of these different experiences in my life where I felt like I was a wild animal backed into a corner and I had to survive and had to survive and had to survive. And so... I say my entrepreneurial journey starts here, but most of my life from a very young age, I had to be entrepreneurial or what we would call entrepreneurial. I had to be resourceful. I had to be resilient. I had to create things out of nothing. I had to find things that didn't exist. I had to find ways to have it. And so, I mean, for me, my first job 
started when I was 12. Now that was my first like official job. But before then, I think at nine or 10, I was already delivering papers. I had three paper routes and most people had one. Uh, I would walk or ride my bike uh, for two to three hours a day. And it was before school that I had to get myself to because my parents were pretty unreliable. And quite frankly, I didn't want to be in my house anyways. And so I would get up at 4 a.m. once a week uh, because I did like one of the local newspapers. They would all get dropped in my driveway at like 3.30. I would roll them all. I would put them all in my satchels if you have this image. And I had this blue BMX bike uh, because my favorite movie uh, was rad. And now in this episode, I think I've officially dated myself. I used cool runnings in the intro and now I'm using the movie rad. Uh, But Rad Racing was one of my favorite movies ever. I probably watched it, I don't know, 6,000 times. Uh, I was told we had seven copies of the VHS tape because I watched it so much they would burn out. And so if you know what I'm talking about with Cool Runnings and Rad, you're my friend. And I love you and you should tell me. You should send me a message or leave it in the comments or, you know, wherever you listen to this episode. And this all has to do with the two keys to scaling a business. But uh, story times are important for me. And help you understand kind of how I got here. So I would then roll my papers. I'd get on my blue BMX bike. And this thing was awesome. It was like a light baby blue, like a Justin Timberlake blue. And then it had white rims. And uh, it was for show because it was like a BMX track bike. But I would drive it long distances and deliver these papers. And so I would deliver these papers at 9 or 10 on my paper routes in the rain, in the snow. It didn't matter. And then as soon as I was done, I would come drop my bike off at home. And then I would go to school. And I did that, um, that with like, you know, crazy, crazy neighbor hustle. And I mean, neighbor hustle, like they wouldn't have leaves in their yard and I would convince them they did. So I could, you know, rake them up. I would go shovel their driveway first and then go to their door and ask for payment. And I didn't know that at the time, but I was like, okay, I was just doing it. Um, someone had given me that advice, but yeah, so I was an entrepreneur at a very young age. And so my first job, job, official job was at 12. I was a skate guard, um, at an ice skating rink and a few other places. And then I got into construction, like under the table construction. And so for me, how I got into business, how I got into entrepreneurship, how I got into, I mean, basically life was born out of survival. And in that, though, there were some lessons that served me really well and some ways in which I was being and living and working that served me really well and got me here. And they were needed to get me here. But then also, once I reached certain levels, there were also needs to audit and to remove things that were no longer needed. They had served their purpose, right? Like I had this very wise shaman in uh, Costa Rica uh, talk to me and I was talking about some things that had come up for me during, um, like, a a spirit journey, a solo quest, uh, ayahuasca, plant medicine, a couple different things. And I was talking about relationships, but like relationship with myself, relationship with some friends, relationship with business partners. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, uh, I believe he called me son uh, or brother, but I think he called me son. And he said, son, relationships only happen for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I don't think that really sunk in for me for about six months. And then once it finally did, I started realizing the parallels between business and life, personal business, personal life, and all the things in between because we don't compartmentalize. And then I started thinking about business and entrepreneurship and and growth through that lens of everything I'm experiencing either happens for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. 
And the end goal of every single entrepreneur, the end goal of every single business, right? Like the non-negotiable, not like our $100 million goal, our $500 million goal to change the world. Like all of those are required. All of those matter. They're all in your beacon of belief that we talk about. But really the goal goal, the goal is every day in business, in life, there should be two things that we are seeking unapologetically but as aggressive and resilient as possible. And I mean like blood, like a devil dog is what comes to my mind because I was a Marine for so long, but like a level of commitment that we've only experienced a few times in our life or when we turn the switch and we know, or when our life is at jeopardy or, or, or we're backed into a corner and we're trying to figure out like where we're going, but we're like, it doesn't matter if we know the path, if we know how we're going to get there, it doesn't matter what I have to do. If I have to blood, if I have to sweat, if I have to, you know, cry, I'm like not speaking right today. If I have to blood, if I have to bleed, sweat, cry, push, it doesn't matter. Like when I am crystal clear that I want to get to that finish line and I have enough evidence in my corner, i.e. the why in my beacon of belief, I'm going on a level of which you can't even imagine because I'm really, really, truly rooted in that. And I'm like, this is my life. This is my existence. There's no reason of being here unless I have this. This is the level of commitment I have. And that's the level of commitment that we as humans, as leaders, as parents, as friends, as bosses, as employees, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as influencers have to have in pursuit of these two things to build and scale a business. And those two things are really, really simple. They are simplicity, and they are clarity. And at the end of the day, we should be in a relentless pursuit of those two things every single day in order to build or scale our companies or our lives. And so as I tie this together, the reason I'm saying relationships happen for a reason, a season or a lifetime is that our businesses have things that come into play. There are ways in which we have to be as a business owner, as an entrepreneur to get off the ground and even get an idea into the world. That's not easy work. I, I don't actually recommend anybody go launch physical products or sometimes digital products or internet marketing unless they really understand that we're giving up working 40 hours a week for somebody else to work 24 seven for ourselves and to have potentially one of the best bosses in the world and other times some of the worst bosses in the world and that being ourselves and our beliefs and how we see things and how we treat ourselves. But it's not an easy undertaking by any means. I, it's rewarding. I love it. I wouldn't change it. I bleed entrepreneurship. I bleed helping customers. I bleed solving problems. I bleed marketing. Like I love it. It's in my DNA. And there are times that it's challenging and there are times that things are hard and there are times that we have to do things that might not be aligned with what we want to be doing, but they are required in that moment. They are required for a reason to get us to the next level. And so for me, when I look at the mistakes that I've made and the successes that I've had, and there's a lot on both sides of it from losing, and here's a record, I don't share this publicly that often, uh, the most amount of money I've ever lost in a day is I actually lost $43,000 in 19 minutes because I was running a Facebook ad and this ad account that I was running that I was a part of, we were spending over a million dollars a month in ads. And so I ran an ad that had multiple broken links in it, like multiple ads with broken links. And we had tested them, but somehow the redirecting plugin that we were using stopped working. And so we were spending at such a volume that by the time we caught it, we were at almost 50 grand. 
And then on the other side is I've helped companies sell for billions of dollars, just helped another one get like a $400 million cash infusion, have broken records, New York Times bestseller, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I've been on both sides. But really, the core of all of it when we get down to it is that we need to have simplicity and clarity in order for any of it to work. And there's parts where things get muddy. And sometimes the muddiness is required. Like we have to be everywhere in this one moment, but that's not everywhere forever. It's everywhere in that moment until we can reassess an audit to get back to simplicity and clarity. And when I say this, I say that the two keys to successfully building or scaling a business are having simplicity and clarity. It is almost an accountability tool that keeps us in check. Because if every day you're like, is this the most simple way I can be doing this? And am I clear that what I'm doing is moving me towards my goal? It becomes a feedback loop. It becomes a feedback loop where we have to look at what we're doing in our lives and in our business and make sure that it's aligned to where we want to go. But everything has a purpose. It has intentionality. It's like, hey, I don't want to be on social media, but I have to be for now because I'm not generating enough revenue to outsource that or hire it. And it's a chicken and egg conversation. So I'm going to put a container around it and then I'm going to do as much as I can to build the best systems and processes until it generates X amount of revenue and then I'm going to immediately hire that out. And then that was for a reason. And then you move up to the next level, constantly seeking that simplicity and clarity. So that feedback loop is really, really important because the trap of entrepreneurship and especially the trap of solopreneurs, like working in an echo chamber or just behind our laptop and the only interactions we choose to have are the ones in which we go out on social or go out on email or text people. When you and I both know that most of the time when things are hard or we're struggling or in doubt, we avoid those communications and then we'll like, you know, go consume more content or test a million different things and and we kind of get stuck in that in that I don't even want to like the muddy water we kind of get stuck in the washing machine cycle right because when we're around people or we're around our friends or when we're with our business partners or when we share these things it's a pattern interrupt that shifts it right but when we're isolated away from them then it kind of becomes this cyclical thing that goes too long we repeat the patterns then we get frustrated then we're like oh I did it again and blah 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 right and so for me my accountability is simplicity and clarity so every day I have to check in with myself Like, did what I do today move me one step closer? Yes or no? Yes? Cool. What worked? What didn't work? And what am I going to do differently? And then I make adjustments, right? And the reason I say this is because for me, and to close this loop, the the trap of entrepreneurship or solopreneurship, as I was saying, for me, is allowing us to maintain a path or driving down a road that we've been driving down a little too long and we need to stop and turn around. We're kind of lost per se because the road is where we needed to go. But at some point, we just kept driving, missed our turn. They're like, oh, we're lost. We'll keep going. We're lost. We'll keep going. We're lost. We'll keep going. That's what we call being romantic about how we do things. And in our world, like today's world and in business and marketing today, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, there are going to be some absolutes that ring true. One of them is that it's going to be different every day. I guarantee you it's going to be different every day. And if you are doing your job and marketing correctly and doing business correctly and you have customers and you have a product, the fact that there is uncertainty and ambiguity every day means you're doing it right. Because if you're crystal clear that like this is how our marketing is and this is how our messaging is and this is how our products are and you stick to that, you're not meeting the needs of your customer 
seeing the words, the pain points, the current state of the world, or the ways in which we can constantly approve because none of us have perfect products because there is no perfect product because the moment it's complete and perfect, something in the world changes, something in you changes, something in the model changes, something in the information changes. And we have to be committed to being lifelong students. And so for me, having this lens or this North star per se of every day, I need to find simplicity and clarity gives us the ability to pattern interrupt ourselves and to audit ourselves, to catch ourselves and be like, oh my God, I'm still doing this. This isn't simple. And I don't even know why I'm doing it. Stop. Pattern interrupt. What's working? What's not working? What can I do differently moving forward? And so for me, these two keys encompass all of that. They encompass the ability to have a honest conversation with ourselves. Not that we lie to ourselves intentionally, but what I mean by honest conversation is an accurate view of what's really happening. What do we do with our time? Where did we put it? What was the output? What was the result? Was that the best use of our time? Is that really where we're going? Oh, I'm doing that because I don't know where I'm going. Okay, time to unplug, figure out where I want to go, and then create the waypoints to get there. Because we all have these destinations in our mind. We all have these places that we want to go in business, in life, and in entrepreneurship. And in order to get there, we need two things. We need to know where we want to go clearly not like I want to go to this state. Like, don't tell me you want to build a business in California. That doesn't help me get you an address or a building. Tell me that you want to build a business in San Diego in the Gaslight district with a 2000 square foot building that requires you to be there 10 hours a day with seven employees. As you create products that help solve water crises throughout the world that you deliver as a part of your for-profit company with a nonprofit arm attached. And this is how you're going to to do it. That's a destination. And then when you know, okay, well, here's where I am. I'm sitting at my house in Temecula just for me to get down. There's a 65 minute drive. And then this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I have. And this is the clarity. You now know where you are, what ingredients you have, and then where you want to go. And you can clearly see the gap. And in that gap is all of the things that you need to create or to learn or to bring on to get to that destination, i.e. every turn, how many miles and where you're going. And the key to that is having clarity and then simplicity. And then every business, and I mean this, every business, every successful business, every large business, and I mean success. And I'm not talking about success like they're a Fortune 100 company. I'm talking they've been profitable. They're profitable from day one. They take care of their employees. They know their numbers. They think in decades, not in weeks. And really good book recommendation to pattern interrupt on this one, um, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. He gives a lot of examples in that book. Uh, one that rings true to me that I reference all the time is Victorinics. Uh, which was the which is the leading Swiss Army knife manufacturer in the world, and on September 10th of 2001, the Swiss Army knife accounted for I think 80 plus percent of their revenue, and on September 12th of 2001, uh, it accounted for less than 10 percent. And so there's an entire story on that, and I can't do it justice, but how they pivoted, and how they used their clear vision, their clarity, and then very simple levers to basically thrive through that, come out the other side, 25 times greater and now is completely unrecognizable as a company compared to where they were. And so for me, for you, for everybody, this is one of those things that will never change. 
simplicity and clarity will always be the secret to success. And it's where we need to drive ourselves. It's where we need to hold ourselves. It's where we need to readjust ourselves back onto that lane. And there's going to be times that we jump in the fast lane and it feels so good, but we realize that we're not supposed to be there. We've been in there too long. We're only supposed to pass. And either we catch it and move back over into the clarity and simplicity lane or somebody else catches it, i.e. a cop and gives us a ticket. But in the world of business, normally the market catches it or the financials catch it or the team catches it and culture is affected finances and cash flows affected marketing and social media is affected because when you spend too much time detracted or distracted from the simplicity and clarity that is your business it becomes a liability and so that's why we constantly have to audit and be in observation and be in integrity about our businesses and what we're doing and what we're not doing so that we can maintain in that lane. And so the two keys are simplicity and clarity. And I'm going to talk about some of the parts of them that I have that are really, really big areas of focus that I think are important in my expertise and my experience and what I've done. And I still have a whole lot of learning to do. Um, but this is what I've found to be important and effective. So when we think about simplicity, why is simplicity so important? And number one is we can't scale a complicated business. That's when things start to break or people just straight up don't buy because they don't get it, right? You have to be simple. Your messaging has to be simple. Your offer has to be simple. Your pain point you're solving has to be simple. Knowing your customer has to be simple. That is really the key to it. But yet we live in this, give me more, 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 more society. And even in digital marketing, do more, add more value stack, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, but by the time you're done value stacking and you're getting all those customers, you've attracted 99% of the wrong ones because you convinced them to buy, not enrolled them in actually solving their problem. And you don't want to deal with the fallout of that down the road. If you ever want some examples, hit us up in the comments somewhere or send us an email or come to our social and ask and I'll do an entire episode on it. But it's really, really important that you maintain simplicity because simplicity is what gives you a control. It's what gives you the ability to be like every time we post about these three topics on this platform with this call to action, my ideal customer sees it, they make a commitment and they achieve their results. And so now I can double down. But if it's like, hey, here's our 65 different messages this week. Here's our 240 Instagram posts that are all about these different ideas with some calls to actions, no calls to action. And I'm telling everybody they can choose one of these 19 entry points. You're not going to have anything. No business, no life, no success, no customers. Because even if something does start working, how do you know what it was? Was it that post, that call to action, that journey, that customer, that day, the news that day, the current state of the world? You don't know. And if you can't measure it, you can't build it or scale it. Another thing is people are attracted to simplicity. Nobody wants to bring complicated into their lives. Customers are in a complicated situation looking for clarity and simplicity employees that you're going to hire are leaving their job or looking for a job because they're in a complicated situation and they're looking for simplicity. Simplicity speaks to your authority. And you know this to be true. Think about some of the best speakers. Think about some of the best teachers. They do one thing more than the other thing. And it's the reason that we have two ears and one mouth. And I'm still working on this one. There's a lot of times that I very 
much recognize that I have diluted my power or diluted my delivery because sometimes I take it too far. And it's something I work on every single day and there's nothing wrong with it. It's about being iterative. But if you came to me and you're like, George, I would do anything if you could help me fix my email marketing. I'm like, okay, cool. And I could do one of two things. I'm like, I got you. I just need you to do this one thing and I guarantee you it works. Or yes, I got you. I need you to do this one thing. And then I have 67 other things in 42 different places to start. Which one are you going to choose? Of course, you're going to choose the simplicity, right? Simplicity creates authority and it creates safety. When you are simple, like speaking simple and clear, and simple doesn't mean cheap or devalued, but when you are simple, i.e., you know exactly what you're saying, how you say it, where you're going, what you're charging, that comes with a level of power and authority and safety baked into it that most people don't understand. And when you're messaging and your branding and your marketing and your communication, both internally and externally, is simplistic and clear, you are the best that there is. Like, think about Nike. Nike's not like, just do it when the weather's perfect and you want to and you're this person with these running shoes and this clothes. No, it's just do it. And Nike's not like, maybe do it, I'll do it later if you want to do it. It's like, no, just do it. And there's simplicity and power in that message. And so simplicity is a good thing to have everywhere. And I watch business owners complicate email marketing, social media marketing, customer insights, journey mapping, and everything. And I also see that that's why the reason that 99% of businesses are struggling. Because if all you do in every time you create space or you have a little extra time in your day, you're like, oh, we're going to add this. We're going to launch this. We're going to go here. We're going to go on that platform. We're going to launch a second account. All you're really doing is diluting your depth. And your business is built on depth, not width. There's not one business that was built and successful and profitable because everybody came and had one transaction with no result. People have to feel their results. They have to be enrolled into it. They have to be able to win. And then they have to be able to take a next step. And so the key here is being intentional, right? And if you're into marksmanship, it's the difference between a shotgun with birdshot and a sniper rifle, right? Birdshot, you're going to hit the target. You're going to, but you also don't have to aim. And you kind of can get away with slop because anywhere between eight and 100 pellets come out of that bullet or that per se, that, that shell, that cartridge and hit the target. Whereas a sniper rifle, you might take an extra two seconds to get on target and pull the trigger, but where you aim when you pull that trigger is where you hit because that's where you intended to hit. And that's what we need to be in business. Simplicity. No reason to be on 12 social media platforms if all your audience is on Instagram and they're asking for you on Instagram. We've gone through this. Everybody listening to this right now, all of you, we were like, everyone's like, we want you on Instagram. We want you on Instagram. We want you on Instagram. So we spent the last four months on Instagram, posting two to three posts a day of the best content I've ever put out on social media. And nobody consumes it. Nobody engages it. And you all know it's there and there's nothing wrong with that. But we also realized that it was being detrimental to our core business, which is our Facebook group, which, you know, is at mindofgeorge.com if you're not in yet. And we weren't able to really go deep with people in that group because we were spreading focus and there really wasn't a need 
or the capacity to be on Instagram. I didn't want to hire somebody in to do it. It didn't have a measurable, tangible, positive return, i.e. for the customer or for our bottom line. And so I said, hey, let's pause it. We're going to put a post up that says, hey, we're here. We love you. We're not running this right now because it's not aligned with our vision of helping and empowering you. And we had to look at that. But then on the other side, I got on TikTok and I was like, I'm not going to build followers here. Like, I don't know, but I'll play with it. And then in my first month, I had over a million video views. I had two go viral and it's very minimal effort because it only takes me five to 10 minutes max a day. And I get a very dramatic return on investment from attention. My team doesn't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything besides create. And it automatically links to my YouTube channel and they know where to find me. So that was a pivot that I made to be aligned and simple. I'm like, this is where people are responding. This is where they want it. This is where I'll be right now. But in three months, if it stops working or nobody's there, there's no point in me maintaining it. And so we always have to be chasing that base of simplicity and clarity. And so for me, this starts first with ourselves. It starts with our day. It starts with our calendar. And if you haven't listened to our perfect calendar, if you haven't watched that video, we have it in video form. It's in our group. Reach out to my team in the Facebook group and uh, we'll see if we can send it to you. It's included in our Lighthouse Method course. Probably the most important um, way to go about this and having simplicity and clarity. And it was uh, created by my buddy Clay Hebert. And I've been considering bringing him on the podcast to talk about it. So if that's something you want, I need you to let us know. Um, let us know on social after you listen this episode. Let us know in the Facebook group. Let us know somewhere. Share this episode with your friends and tell them to come convince me to get him interviewed. I've never heard him share it publicly, uh, but I could probably convince him with uh, some really good wine or I'll make him a steak dinner or something and we'll talk about it. But it starts with us designing our perfect day, right? And making sure that there is simplicity and clarity there. Then once we've done that, we empower our team if we have one to do the same. And then once we're there with the individuals, then we go into the company and this is internal our systems, our messaging, our processes, how we do things, our, from customer service to marketing to email to a 3PL to our Amazon ads, our listings, our rankings, working with agencies, getting all of it there. And then once we are there internally, on the outside of the world, our customers and the people that interact with us will already feel it, but then we take it to the next level and then we start intentionally creating more simplicity and clarity on the outward facing part or the light out of our lighthouse because the internal is good. And so that's how I go about doing it and it needs to be done and it needs to be done often. We constantly need to be auditing. Is this working? Is this not working? Is this for today or tomorrow? And it doesn't mean that if we spend a, a, a month planning a marketing initiative and we do a quarterly initiative and a month in it starts to flop and it's not really there and people aren't liking it doesn't mean it's trash forever it just means no right now that's good that's good like i love when i come up with ideas and they flop because i get told very easily that wasn't worth it that's not what we want which also tells me what people do want and then i'll bring that same idea back six months later and it'll be viral or a home run because it had to be the right offer or the right message for the right market or right audience at the right time. And so that's kind of how I look at it. So just constantly be an audit, constantly be an adjustment, not big sweeping changes, changing email platforms, firing people, changing the company, but like iterative audits, right? Like just like when you do the same thing in the gym over and over and over again, you become used to it. It becomes your new normal. You have to increase stimulus or response. When you eat the same foods and you're trying to gain weight, 
Sometimes they work, then they stop. When you're eating the same foods and trying to lose weight, sometimes they stop and sometimes they start. And we're constantly making these micro adjustments. And it starts by looking at our game and being like, wow, this is how I played today. This is what worked and this is what didn't work. This is what I'm going to do differently. And so that's what I want you to do when you think about simplicity. Our base mission every day is how can we simplify this? How can we simplify this? How can we simplify this? Because business and life should be simple. If it's complicated, we're adding unneeded stress that really detracts from us accomplishing our goals and mission. And then the next one is clarity. And this is my favorite one. So if you're listening to this, I'm not going to edit this out. I'm taking a sip of my coffee. If you're watching this, it's a really delicious iced coffee with almond milk. 20 grams of honey and cinnamon, and it makes my heart happy. So when we think about clarity, these are some of the questions that I ask. If I were to ask every person on your team right now, what is the primary goal or focus of your company right now? Would I get the same answer from every single person, yourself included? Or would they, your team, and that includes agency owners, outsourced uh, part-time VAs, yourself, even your family, with their support and what you do, would they or you be able to clearly tell me what the primary initiative for your company is this quarter? Or can they describe what the company is going to look like a year from now, according to your company vision planning? Is there a clear, obvious queen bee role for your company? And then is there a clear, obvious queen bee role for each member of your team? And if you don't know what a queen bee role is, I'm going to give you uh, a mandate right now. I'm, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. You need to go read the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz as soon as possible, or else I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Oh, of course, I'll be your friend, but I highly recommend it. And then when you're done with that, read an amazing book by my friend Bo Eason called There Is No Plan B for Your A-Game. And then when you're done, read the rest of Mike McAllister's books. Because we're not friends yet, but I really want to be his friend. But there's no reason for me to reach out to him. But if you know Mike, you should tell him that I've probably sold 10,000 copies of his book because they're some of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And so Clockwork by Mike McAllister, then there's no plan B for your A-game. And then the next question, do you and your team have clear measurable goals, right? Is there a stick to measure success against? Is there a target that everybody's aiming at? This clarity is crucial, and I would, I would venture on a limb to say required for you to even have a chance to have a business, never mind for it to succeed. This is required. This is like, if you don't have that, you shouldn't be allowed to have a business. You shouldn't be allowed to take a loan. You shouldn't be allowed to sell to a customer if you don't have that. Because you need it internally, because you also need it externally. Because one of our jobs as business owners is to know where our customers want to go or plan on going before they do and hold the path for them to get there. We might sell a product for step one of their journey, but it's still our responsibility to help them get to step 30. And you require clarity internally in your company before you can ever give clarity externally for your customers. And without clarity and simplicity, they can't trust you and they won't feel safe. And if they don't feel safe and they can't trust you, they sure as crap cannot pay you.
And so clarity and simplicity are the two most important things in your business. They should be the keel of your boat in the water. They should be looked at every day. You should live in this state. Is this clear? And is this the simplest way I can do this? Is this clear? And is this the simplest way I can do this? And on this episode, I made a couple book recommendations. I'll run over them again. Uh, book number one I referenced was The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Book two was Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. And book three was uh, There's No Plan B for Your A Game by Bo Eason. And then book four through f- five, six, seven. Books four through seven would be the rest of Mike Michalowicz's books. Um, and that would be The Pumpkin Plan, Profit First, and then his newest one that I've read twice now, Fix This Next. And so here's what I want you to do. You've made it this far. You're listening. You're intrigued. I'm going to ask you those questions for clarity one more time. And I just want you to check in with yourself. Do you know the answers? Does your team know the answers? And if you do, amazing. And if you don't, amazing. I don't know most of these answers every day when I wake up. So I have to check in, meditate, check in with my team. And we're like, where are we going? What are we focusing on? And we have our goals and stuff, but we always plug back into it to make sure that we're on target and we're heading in the direction that we need to be, not we turned around and ended up going in another direction. So the questions again, if I were to ask every person on your team and yourself included, what is the primary goal or focus of your company right now? Would I get the same answer from every single person? Would they or you be able to clearly tell me what the primary initiative for your company is this quarter? Can you or them describe what the company is going to look like a year from now according to your company vision planning, i.e. your beacon of belief and all the different pieces that we offer you? Is there a clear, obvious queen bee role for your company for and for each member of your team? And do you and them have clear, measurable goals? And, and I have more questions than that, and, and we have some in our Facebook group, but that is a great place to start. So here's exactly what I want you to do, and this I want you to do in the next seven days. And, and listen, if you don't, great. If you do, amazing. I do this a lot. I've been behind the scenes more than you know and under the curtain and hood of more businesses than you know. And I live this every single day and I don't feel the need. I, my ego wants to name drop and be like, well, I did it with this company. I did it with this company. And they, I, that doesn't serve us, doesn't serve you, doesn't serve me. It does serve my ego, but I'm not insecure right now. I'm super secure and grounded and loving this episode and you for listening to it. So thank you. Um, but I want you to take this serious. I do. Look at it like a prescription. Because at the worst, what comes out of this is more clarity. At the worst, at the worst, at the best, everything you've ever needed to have a clear path for your business to work. There's no way to lose this game if you're just intentional and take a little time to do what I'm about to share. So I challenge you in the next seven days to commit to doing this and put it in your calendar and make it a priority because without it, there's no easy way to get to where you wanna go. And I'm telling you right now, you can name me a company, I'll tell you they do this. You can ask me any of my clients, I'll tell you they do this. And they range in revenue all the way up to from zero to uh, $30 billion. And it, it's the same everywhere, okay? So I want you to take a half an hour over the next week and I want you to sit in silence and ponder the questions I just mentioned. I want you to ponder them. And I mean this, no phone, no computer, no music. Go to a place that you're not gonna be interrupted for 30 minutes to an hour and on a piece of actual paper, real paper, written paper, I want you to write on the top 
all those questions that I asked you in the clarity section. If I was to ask every person on your team what's the primary goal or focus of your company, would I get the same answer? Would they be able to clearly tell me what the primary initiative for your company this quarter? You come up with these ones and use these ones or you come up with your own. But I want you to write these questions on the top of the paper and I want you to ponder all of them. And it doesn't matter if you get clarity in five minutes, you sit for at least 30. The clarity that comes in five minutes is reactive and temporary. You need to sit with it and you need to be with it. And if you get super clear in 10 minutes, well, you have 20 minutes to meditate and manifest that vision for you and your company and your team. And I want you to ask yourself some of these questions. Where am I unnecessarily overcomplicating things? Where is there a lack of clarity? Where can I be more simple? Who do I need to enroll in order to address and fill these holes? What do I need to learn to order in order to address and fill these holes? What do I need to share with my team in order to in, uh, address and fill these holes? What areas of my business need the most love and attention right now? And don't act on it right away. Here's the best part of this. You're going to spend 30 minutes to an hour minimum writing this down. And I mean, jot it out. Let it come out and flow. Chicken scratch notes, shorthand pictures, doesn't matter. The whole point of this is to start processing and getting these thoughts out into the world so you can get deeper and deeper into clarity. And when you are done with this session, you then have to take that piece of paper and put it away for 48 hours minimum. Put it in an envelope, put it in your desk, write the date and time in which you wrote it, and then write, I can't read or act on this until, and then at minimum 48 hours later. Minimum 48 hours later. Because if you do, it's reactive and it will create more of the same problems. We need to focus on the foundational principles. We need to focus on foundational shifts and those require plans. Blueprints are needed to build a house. Well, you need a blueprint for how to do those things. And so don't act on it. Just be aware and allow yourself the ability to celebrate that you had all that clarity. If you do find something that's going to put you out of business in the next hour or 48 hours, address it. But the rest of it can wait. Okay, so document any realizations you have. This is seriously and, and the most important step in building or scaling your company. Okay, so I want you to document it. And then after your two days, I want you to look at it and then you have to prioritize it. And you have to prioritize it based on what moves the needle for you. And then you make a plan for it. You prioritize it. You're like, this is number one. Okay, I'm going to do this one and these time blocks, put them in your calendar and it will be done by this day. And then when it's done, I can move on to the next one. And this is just a little glimpse right I teach this at full length <laughs> at full length in our lighthouse method course it's my nine-step process for building and scaling a company from pre-revenue all the way up to 10 million and it doesn't matter if it's Amazon only Shopify only both physical or digital it is the same nine-step model I've used for over 500 companies and some of the accolades that you've seen and it's pretty, pretty mind-blowing. And I decided to take it all. And because of the current state of the world and the things that were going on, I basically tried to put myself out of business for what I priced it at. So if you're super interested in it, you want to check it out, you can go into our Facebook group. We post about it all the time. Or you can just go to becomealighthouse.com. I also think it's linked on our website with this podcast, mindofgeorge.com. Uh, but I would love to have you in there because this is just one small section and it can be done easily. And then how these things get implemented into practice, how you use this in your systems, your processes, creating your offers, finding your audience and all that stuff. We include all of it. So if that resonates with you, come in. I love you either way, but that is what I want you to do. So just to be clear, I want to say it again. There are only two things that you need to build and scale your business, and it is simplicity and clarity and your mission every 
single moment of every single day should be trying to get yourself there and then sharing that love with your team and then allowing your customers to feel the results of that love that you've created. So that is the end of today's episode. Have an absolutely beautiful day, whatever day it is. Remember to subscribe. Remember to leave a review. Please tell your friends, and I'm going to be specific. If you could please tell five of your friends about me, just five of them, just tell five of your friends about this episode or an episode that supports them or serves them and will help them. It would mean the world to me and a world to them. And if you want to send 500, do it. If you get 500 people to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review, you should probably call me because I'll probably give you the biggest gift of your life that you can't even imagine what would come out of my mouth. So I absolutely love you guys all. Have a beautiful day. I will talk to you soon. And remember that relationships will always be algorithms. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.